Well, welcome back on to Now and Later. Today, I got some very interesting guests coming on. Uh, I will tell you this much. This group of guys, there is never a dull moment. Um, and we're just going to kind of take you through some of our high school stories. Uh, some of them make absolutely no sense. Uh, but that's that's kind of hanging out with this group. And I got... <laughs> I got Pat Sens, Christian DeLaw, and Taylor Wegman on here. Y'all here, boys? Yeah, I'm on. Yeah, hey, what's going on, y'all? Well, it's a pleasure to have y'all. And with this podcast, you know, I I really want to just kind of use it as a platform to, to have people come on and just talk. And I really want to just open up the floor to y'all and see, you know, wherever y'all, whatever direction y'all want to take this in. Um, and I'll, I'm opening it up. Well, I'll say we open this up, y'all, to, um, you know, maybe just something, someone of our wild nights, you know, to start out how our Mardi Gras um, went, and then, you know, we can lead it into a little something else. One of y'all want to go ahead and, you know, tell some of the shenanigans that we used to get into. So let me just set the scene real quick. Christian's got this thing where he has all these mysterious things that he has to do, right? And he never tells anyone anything at all. And he'll constantly trap you in these trap you in these scenarios where you're just like what like how did i get here what's going on and like you'll be like oh we're gonna let's just go get like a burger and then you end up in like florida getting a shark tank i'm telling you that like that's a legitimate story i'll save that one for another day in this particular in this particular story we're like we're all like mardi gras we're having fun we're all like blasted and we got the yukon right and then sure enough christian has this bright idea let's go get the mail Right. Which for those of you who don't know, Christian used to own a restaurant or work for his parents' restaurant in Baton Rouge. And he had recently moved back down to New Orleans and decided that he needed to get the mail at 11 o'clock at night on Friday before Endemion. <laughs> so this is after all the parading Friday night uptown. He's like on the way home. Let's just run and go pick up the mail. And wait, oh, wait. That's right. So we had it was me, it was me, Taylor, Christian, Trey, and then um, who was the nerdy? We were Jesse Docking. He he wanted to start hanging out with us around that time, so he volunteered to be our permanent DD for the entire week. Yeah, because he didn't. didn't, Yeah, because he 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 didn't drink, so he was like, "Yeah, dude, I don't mind driving y'all for the night." And then I don't think he signed up for Baton Rouge, but sure enough, Daniel's like, "If you hit this exit right here, we'll be there in a few minutes." Typical. That's yeah, typical. It's, it's the first time hanging out with us. Needless, after you hear the story, you'll understand why it was his last. Yeah. <laughs> so really, the, but, um, the story was pretty simple in the beginning. We did go, in fact, and pick up some mail from the PO box in Prairieville, which no one believed was what we were actually doing. Everyone thought we were going on this like drug deal or something like that. No one genuinely thought we were going to pick up mail. But we truthfully did pick up but mail. We did. But the, yeah, the story gets thinking back on it. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't thinking back on it. I, I don't know why I just like so easily agreed to go to Baton Rouge Prairie to pick up mail. Like, I think we had a few beers and a hookah, and we had a big Yukon. And I was we like, did have a hookah. Yeah, I set up the hookah in the back seat of this car. Which, looking back at it, was not a bright idea. But we had the hookah going in the back of the car. And then I had the the TV with the DVD player. So it was like, look, I convinced y'all saying, hey, look, we got these music videos. We got these shows. We'll set the hookah up. You know, it'll be a quick in and out. 
there had to have been a couple more people with this though. I'm just just to set the tone. Was Blaze there? I believe so. All in all, I remember it was a Yukon XL um, Southern Comfort. So it, it was a uh, what eight nine passenger vehicle. Yeah, there was nine and, seats, but I know that me and Trey were in the back at one point, passed out. So there was at well, least two yeah, people yeah, in the very back. Yeah, we, you know, kind of fast forward through the story a little bit. Getting the mail, there was really no. <laughs> I remember no big issues like getting there. Oh, that went off without a hitch. We we got there, got the mail, and was on the way back. That like sure somehow enough, Jesse Dockin were... pops one of the tires. <laughs> At this point, it's about one a.m. I would say too. One or two, right? Yeah, one or two a.m. So you have a a Yukon filled with about nine guys who are all like somewhat tipsy. A hookah in the back. And we're pulled over on the side of the interstate at one o'clock in the morning with a flat tire. I've never yeah. out before yeah. driving our car. I, well, I, I know we all remember the story a little differently, but a cop kind of pulled up on us to check in, I think. And we're like, yeah, we got AAA or somebody coming, and they left. And then we immediately like took in all the beers, tossed them into the woods. Like, oh, I was way too close to the call. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember and then, that. Uh, and then AAA didn't show up for what, nearly an hour or two. Oh. It, yeah, now, so this is where it got a little interesting. It is, you know, of course, the, the guy told me, he's like, we have to get the tire off and we're going to bring it to oh, the yes. shop to get the, the tire changed. So I'm like, yes. all right, look, I'm like, I got the money. Obviously, it's my car. I'm going to take care of the situation. I got in the car and it, it gets a little weird because I was so fucking exhausted at this point that, like, I pass out in the guy's truck. Probably not the smartest <laughs> idea looking back at it. And you're gone for two hours at least. I mean, yeah, you had to go with him to go get the. Yeah, tire. and so I thought. I think I ran errands with him. And didn't realize why I was just had <laughs> You know, it's kind of fucked up. Um, like and I remember say, I remember sorry. pulling up to his shop and switching trucks with him. You know, just like kind of shook me awake. So like we moved the tire over, and he's like, "No, I think I got some stuff. I could do it here." You know, I kind of fall asleep and I realize it's been like another thirty minutes, and he gets back up. He starts shaking me awake again. I'm like, dude, like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> again, hindsight, not the not the best idea to probably like, keep passing out in this guy's truck. But unfortunately, I kept doing it all night. <laughs> Christian well, like wakes up and he's in like a supermarket <laughs> and like he's like, oh yeah, can you grab me in the? Milk? Wait, that actually kind of happened, but it wasn't no. milk. So that that was the next stop. So again, <laughs> I pass back out now in this guy's truck again. And I wake up and we're at a Walmart or something. He goes, yeah. We couldn't actually do it at my place, so we're going to go over here now. Or at, It was actually a buddy's shop because he spent another hour and a half before I woke back up. And I was like, yo, dude, I'm like, what's going on? I thought we were just changing the tire out. So by this point, I, I believe it was like, what, five or six in the morning? I finally get done with this guy, and, and we start pulling back up to, uh, to the car. And meanwhile, we're all in the sitting Yukon, on the side of the road, going crazy, yeah, sweating because the the cars. Well, dude, I think we were running out of gas too. As as comfortable as it was on the way there, it was miserable. I mean, I, I just I just remember being horrible. snuggled up with Trey in the back, and like just Trey just being like, "I'm never hanging out with you guys ever again." <laughs> that was he's like, "This well, was the worst <laughs> idea." I definitely I was going through my mind, and uh, same with Jesse, but Jesse followed through with it. I gave y'all boys. <laughs> And um, <laughs> you know, kind of wrap this one once we move to the next. I, I just remember that what it was the parade ended ten or eleven. 
We went immediately to Baton Rouge, and it wasn't until nine or ten o'clock the next morning. We well, I had work the next first. morning, so I remember I didn't even get to go home. Y'all dropped me off at the seafood place, and I was like an hour yeah. and a half late. And I just had to like explain to them that like I'm like you know I'm sorry I'm late, but I was stuck on the side of the road coming back from Baton Rouge because I had to go pick up some mail. Which I don't know about excuses. Yeah. No I don't one know about excuses to tell your boss for being late. That's a tough one to sell. Well, it, we and here's the thing though: we did have a spare tire, but it was for a different car. That's true too. <laughs> and I would I would assume that it wasn't AAA either, because you know I've used AAA since then, and I didn't realize that they don't usually Very take good. you for a ride with them. Yeah, it, it was uh, it was kind of fucked up. That's what I'm saying. Looking back at it. I think you know, the we, assumption that we all came to that night, just to throw it in, just to throw it for a full circle, payment was the payment. The payment is oh, because right. is after so, the guy. Uh, this was one hurts. curious part. There was one curious part about the whole thing is because we're all sitting in the Yukon and watching this guy because he parks in front Changes of the Yukon. Changes the tire. The Right, so Christian is inside the car with for another thirty minutes. Tire, <laughs> right after the tires changed, right, and like we were with Christian, yeah. and he didn't have any money. It's not like he had just like thousands of dollars. So we see Christian's head like bob down in the back of the window, and then he comes up and he comes back, and we're like, dude, did you just did you just blow that dude to get the tire? He's like, no, I had to sign, I had to sign a thing on the dashboard, and we're like. It's not what we I think saw. Some pal. questions, not some questions will never be answered. <laughs> hey, look, it's, as far as excuses go, man, the dashboard thing's nothing. They're going to get the mail. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's funny that we started off with a story that honestly was just miserable because when I hung out with y'all, it didn't it didn't take much for us to have a good time. No, so we were, we were uh, just, literally, I mean, I remember one Sunday we were all cussing around with nothing to do, and we. Somehow we had the materials to make a potato launcher. Um, oh, no. We thought that was a good idea. Well, that and... was because me, uh, Kyle Schreiner and me were doing that for our physics class. But it actually just turned into us not doing it for physics class. And we just blew shit up in Pat's backyard. Yeah. Yeah. That's gross. yeah was... One thing led to another. You know, we started with the hairspray. And we and took the... the potato launcher and we actually played would get hot potato. You know, we would stick hairspray all over the hot potato, light it on fire, and throw it around. To each other. But that didn't last us too long before, you know, we started to get curious about something more. We would just... Well, so, the thing is, throw it to one or two the, the way that this the all... fire would go out. So, you know, we had, of course, us, hanging out with y'all, we always had to take things to the next level. Hey, and a big man. So we used a tennis ball and gasoline. <laughs> and that stayed lit for... I mean, I would say a solid few minutes. It was... And the, fire, now, now, of and course, you know, once we started playing, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily the most athletic of the uh, the bunch here at this time. So, um, you know, every time that it gets tossed to me, I, I start spazzing out like, of course, any, any <laughs> idiot would. And fucking out. You remember, I almost blew up the garage by letting it almost hit the, the engine in the car, the gas the can. Gas no, no, they were, we had a, a gas can inside We're the sitting garage, by the car. And so well, I think like, we should – I mean, every should time... probably set the scene. What? I was going to say is this isn't actually Pat's house. Yeah. This is, you know, this, <laughs> oh, this, yeah. is, this is only five years after Katrina. So there's still a bunch of blighted properties all around Lakeview. So this is just a gutted house house that happened to be next door to Pat's that we would hang out in because we thought that was a thing we should do. And so <laughs> we weren't idea. actually, there was no logic this flaming that, right? tennis yeah. ball was actually being thrown around inside of a house. 
but then you can continue with the gas cans. <laughs> so, so we we moved it outside, and the thing was is like, I mean, all of us were pretty athletic for the most part. So like throwing this like tennis ball that's on fire, literally in flames, took some kind of hand eye coordination, right? Well, Christian's sitting on the side, and he's like, throw it to me, throw it to me. So every time we'd throw it to him, he wouldn't have any idea what to do with himself. So, like, he, his hands would go up in the air, and it would hit him in the chest. And then, like, he would pick it up and just throw it randomly. And, like, one time he throws it, and this gas can's inside the house. And he almost, like, he throws it, and I think I had to dive and, like, swat it away. So it didn't just blow up the entire gas can and the entire house. Had our with savior. It. Oh, crazy. Yeah, that was something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Barely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. And when I when I would hang out with with y'all, it just never surprised me of like just the random stuff y'all had. I mean, Pat's room alone. He had. I mean, he had like ninja weapons, swords, crazy stuff. <laughs> but Pat, I, I do have a question. How did you collect all those instruction cones? Like, I mean, you had tons of them. How did? You, where did that even come from? So that was actually, that was like one night where we were just like hanging out by the pool. And I remember specifically because this is when Ledette started telling Mm. us the stories about how him and his cousin used to go around and hunt ghosts, right? Which is its own thing. But like, so we get trashed and we just like, let's go walk around. And we go walking around and we see there's just a whole bunch of cones, right? So we're like, oh man, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea is if we just appropriated these cones for our own personal use. So we end up taking them, but then the cops come. And I remember this because this is probably the best part of the entire story, is we're all hiding on the side of the levee, and the cops pull up, and Anthony and Blaze start running. Anthony falls (laughs) to the ground, and Blaze picks him up and throws him to his feet as they sprint away from the police. I was just, it was just nuts. That's well, what I, what I remember about those cones is we we took them, and I think we were on Canal Boston. Boulevard. Yeah, Canal Boulevard that night. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. a lot of fun. With, so fun. We, with us, we set the cones up to where they. I mean, we had so many of them. This I don't even know how long it, we made it last, but you gradually ended one lane where it like you know put a diagonal line where they were forced to drive into one lane, and then they went for another. Block. block block or so yeah and, and now again you know it is where they couldn't drive anymore cars were like backing off backing down canal so canal boulevard cool. yeah I, I remember there was one there was a limo driver that actually just got out and rolled through them all because he realized the street was just blocked off well, yeah we were hiding across the street watching everybody's reaction and the the limo pulls up with like really loud music and then all of a sudden you just hear the music cut off yeah, yeah it got <laughs> real serious real quick yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we were hiding. I remember that. That was like, I feel like we were right across the street from like Chrissy LeBrosse's house. That was like in front of her house. We did all that. <laughs> yeah, I think it was right around. Yeah, there. it was a decent Whoa. intersection, man. That we, that we did. It was pretty. Yeah, definitely pretty interesting to say. Yeah, I could just only imagine what was going through their heads. Like they just come to this complete stop in the middle of Canal Boulevard. They just see cones and nothing around. And we thought like, it was going on. And then we left it. Because we ran. Because we, I, 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 I think we had, I'm almost positive we actually re got those cones in the morning. I think uh, Patrick and I actually went back to grab some breakfast, and most of the cones were still sitting there. I'm pretty sure we got them back. 
Oh, yeah. We had those yeah. cones for a long time. I don't even know what happened to them. Well, anyways, you know, kind of really want to talk to you all about, um, you know, in high school, one of, <laughs> I would say one of the, the bigger accomplishments that, that we had, you know, especially for me outside of athletics, maybe, um, was these parties we threw. We called them bat, big-ass party. And they, I mean, legendary. People from the whole New Orleans area – they still talk about these parties to this day. I mean, you think of it, they dropped that movie, like Project X. I don't know if it was quite at that level, but as close as you're going to get to the New Orleans high school parties, in my opinion. I would agree. Yeah, I, would man, I, agree. I heard stories about it um, from people in college that just, I didn't even know were there. They would they would talk about some of these parties, and I would hear from other friends, man, that, you know, they would tell their friends uh, of these things, you know, well, years later, the, the legend, I guess, if you could say it was, was carried through for a while. Well, let's. I'm, I'm curious. You know, I'm excited to talk about this for a little bit. It's been a while, and uh, you know, one thing is, is these parties were in Chalmette, and this was a time where you know, it wasn't right after Katrina, but you could get a, you, probably, you wouldn't been able to get away with this now. That's for sure. But Christian, you know, they were at your house. Were you, were you ever nervous to have to have such big parties with people, complete strangers coming over? Oh uh, well. You know, it, it kind of helped out. We we had a lot of people, you know, a lot of y'all helping out. You know, I think we we narrowed down, um, you know, the, the type of schools, I guess I would say, that we really wanted there and, and which ones we didn't. Yeah, man, it was definitely a little scary, but I figured if everyone was there for the same reason, you know, want to get fucked up, you know, want to have a good-ass time, as long as it was kind of planned out right. Um, you know, man, it wasn't really too much too much of a burden. And then I'm going to tell you the money kind of helped out a lot. Um, being able to collect a little bit, you know, set up the open bar, do the jello shots, you know, make it more of a, you know, a club style party than just, you know, your traditional house party. Well, the party's definitely progressed, you know, each one we had, we, uh, we almost got to three. So we had big ass party and big ass party too. Um, how many people do y'all, I don't even I don't want to even try and guess. How many people do y'all think were there? So I can actually tell you um, from the profits of the party um, offhand, man, that <laughs> for the people that paid to be able to get that privilege of getting a wristband, because, you know, just to set it, when you got in, if, if you wanted to be part of the open bar, which included, you know, alcohol, kegs, jello shots, uh, you know, whatever you wanted, daiquiris, we had machines over there, um, you know, bartenders, it was, it was an easy $10 fee, and you got covered the whole night, you know, all, all the way up till 3, 4 in the morning when we wanted this to end. Um, all for that, I can I can tell you that there was a minimum of 950-ish people there, not to mention the people who, you know, bring their own beer and didn't want to drink, you know, just were there for the party itself. Um, and what you can imagine is going to be another few hundred people with all the people that are coming with their friends. So it was a nice, a nice good setup. Well, Pat Taylor, yeah, it's a good bit to be able to squeeze yeah. into to, you know that yard that we had there, man. But it, it was it was a good party. Yeah, there's there's quite a few people, I would say. In my so for me, I actually enjoyed the first one I, better absolutely. than the second one. Even though there was more people at the second one, the first one was just like it was just the best way to describe it was it was just like your ordinary shit show, but to the extreme because we had as much alcohol or not probably as much, but close to as much alcohol for the first one with like half yeah, the I'd amount say of people. At the first one, there was only probably the about one. maybe 400 people, but 
<laughs> I mean, we had, <laughs> but I mean, but realistically, we had, you know, three and a half kegs. I mean, this is, I mean, it was crazy. Like, we, it was the first legit, the, the biggest parties I've ever been to. I yeah, mean, was, I mean, for juniors in high school, man, we were doing this big. And Daniel, I was like, what is going on? Well, and Daniel right says, and Daniel says, and we profited. We put a lot of money into it as well. We, we didn't necessarily profit a bunch of money, but I mean, the money we made back, I mean, we spent on the kegs alone, we spent, you know, a thousand, almost, you know, a thousand dollars. And then, yeah, profit wasn't the right word because all the money was put back into the party for at least the first two. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. Now, the third one, now, <laughs> to give people a perspective there, the third one was like set to be so big that every high school, like in the area, knew about it. And we actually, we kind of formed ambassadors, a, let's call them. Yeah, ambassadors. Yeah. That all four of us were part of to where we were. Trying to be prepared. Where we, we, made, we, had we had pre-sales. We, had we were pre-selling tickets. We were pre-selling tickets to a party that wasn't even started yeah. yet. It's yeah. insane. Yeah, Rift fans, I said big-ass party three. And I think that, while it still, to me, was a great idea, was our downfall. Because you have all these other schools talking about it. You know, and they all got rich. I mean, I, I was every, I was so busy. Like, every day for a week, I was making deliveries yeah. through Metairie and Kenner. Dropping off these wristbands, collecting money, and um, you know, word gets around pretty quickly. The next thing you know, we're all called into uh, Dean of Men's office. <laughs> he just lays it down on the table. If y'all have this party, y'all are all expelled. Yeah, yeah. They told <laughs> us. They said that the news stations were going to be involved. They said that he had four other um, Catholic schools in the area call and say, "Hey, we know about this party that y'all are throwing." And he actually dropped a couple of wristbands that we had pre-sold already too on the the counter. If y'all remember that, you know he was yeah. <laughs> he was caught on to it. Yeah, yeah, they they knew what we were up to. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's really nothing you can do about it. That there's the party's not happening, but we already spent you know all the money preparing for it. You know, we had all the materials ready to go. So it's not. Uh, if, uh, if you remember that summer, I think we had about twenty. Uh, 20 handles of Taka vodka ready just for the jello shots alone. It actually wasn't Taka. It was like well vodka. It was like $10 a gallon. It was the worst vodka in the whole world. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm kind of glad because it took me until college to realize not to drink the punch in Kool Aid. So I, I probably would have. <laughs> what would have been yeah. Yeah. yeah no i hear you yeah that was there was some the first one was definitely the, the best one it was it's kind of like you know the hang the hangover movies you're never gonna really recreate the first one yeah but all the others came they were the pretty good one, after the second one sucked because someone from rumble i, I know the guy he i don't know exactly i didn't see the witness it but someone got pushed through the window i mean it's christian's parents house and the window shatters and you got yeah. a ton of people there, so we had to cancel the party. So we, uh, you know, we told everybody well, to go. Was... And next thing you know, yeah. you got hundreds and hundreds of people in the front yard. So, I mean, of course, the cops are going to come at this point. So, actually, the fun- funny story about that part, when the cops finally do show up while everyone's fleeing the, uh, you know, I guess, like, fleeing the party, um, it was actually a buddy that my brother went to high school with, and, you know, naturally, he's like, oh, like, all these people are conjugating in the front yard. Let me be, like, a good friend. He gets on the intercom and starts telling everyone, hey, everybody back in the house, back in the house. <laughs> you know, you got this cop who knows what's going on, <laughs> you know, telling everyone to go back inside the party. These were different and, uh, too. 
Yeah, so, you know, of course, we had to run out naturally and be like, no, man, we're trying to get everybody out here. Like, no, we, we don't want this over here anymore. It was the funniest thing. I mean, you shouldn't have to go and tell someone like that, that, but. Um, well, you know, I think. I mean, from his perspective, hundreds of people flooding out into the street probably is not a good look, especially when, like, I mean, it wasn't police corruption, but, like, he knew there was underage drinking was happening in the house. So it wasn't a surprise to but, him. Um, I know everybody kind of has a different ending, but for me, you mentioned Chrissy LeBron, but I was actually, at the time, she lived in Chalmette. So me and a lot of my buddies, um, we were going to sleep at her house, and we get into, Devin was driving, and we're going down the road, and the, the lights come on behind us. We're getting pulled mm. over, and Devin, he jumps out the car with his hands up like this, and like, <laughs> I, you know, you Bob didn't, he wasn't like laughing or anything like that, but he was just like, come on, man. He, he said, came on the intercom and said, dude, get back in your car and be safe and drive home. <laughs> but, but that was so scary. I'm sitting in the front seat. I got all these beers and stuff that we're trying to take for Christmas. And I just throw them in the back. I remember throwing them to my friend Carlos. And he's looking at me like, damn, to the bus, dude. Just give me all the beers. <laughs> Yeah, that was incredible, dude. But I think the difference between the first one and the second one too is we didn't have anybody inside the house at the second one, which kind of changed kind of changed the tone of right. it a little bit. Um, right. In the sense that, like, I don't know, it, it's just I it, it this, added a little bit more to the party, man. You know, we were able to have people come up, do body shots on the countertop. We had a little <laughs> bit more workspace. Um, you know, the bartender was able to get a little bit more involved in what was going on. Yeah, it was just. Did we have someone come perform for music? Yeah, well, I was. Yeah, we had a couple, a couple random little local rappers one. come and perform. <laughs> yeah, they had like a stage too. The way the house is set up, like there was this like stage, and they had like an entire crowd of people. They had a bar that had three sides to it. Oh yeah, we, outside of the shed, outside of the shed, that's how we had it set up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, I... But the first one. They so we were inside the house on the first one, and the way that the house was set up is they had like a living room, but they had like a breakfast bar in between the kitchen and the living room. So everyone's like trashed in the living room, and I'm like bartending behind this breakfast bar, right? And then <laughs> this is this is probably my my favorite part is Taylor's future <laughs> ex girlfriend lays down on the bar and like pours tequila into her own belly button. And, like, I just, like, take a shot out, and then I just start, like, making out with her. It was just, I mean, literally in a matter of instant glory days, dude, for my ex-girlfriends. And, <laughs> yeah, and then and then Taylor was like, man, I hooked up with yeah, that girl. Something like that. I got a date. I actually threw yeah. her off the bar, too, because her and some <laughs> other dude made out for, like, five minutes. And I'm like, there's, like, a line of people behind them trying to get drinks. And that was it. I'm like, if this girl's willing to stop a bar to make out, I said, this is the one. For the week, <laughs> sounds like a sweet girl. I'm sure her dad must be proud. But um, you know, I'll say this to kind of wrap things up here is that whenever I hung out with y'all, there was we didn't half-ass anything. You know, we we always took things to the next level, and I always had a great time. Um, I appreciate y'all coming on and spending the time. It was a lot of fun. Absolutely, man. Yeah, Thank you. Uh, I'd love to have y'all. So I. Uh, I'll go ahead and post this tonight so y'all can listen to it. Uh, Hell yeah, man. Thanks for having us. Can't wait.